your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. While we may not want to think about dying while we're fit and healthy, preparing for the what-ifs and when-ifs can help protect loved ones left behind and help you discover the sort of legacy you want to leave behind for yourself, your family and even your business. A new organisation called Living Legacy has been founded by Jennifer McConnell, who's been working with individuals and businesses in Limerick about the legacy they'd like to leave behind. And Live 95 Sarah Coleman has been chatting to Jennifer about it and how the idea of Living Legacy began. Living Legacy was created with the intention of helping people prepare for the what-ifs and the whens. So whether you're running a business, whether, you know, looking after your family, even getting your own affairs in order, how can we actually ensure that we are thinking ahead, preparing for the what-ifs and the whens of the inevitably inevitability of life, but ultimately the inevitability of death. While people don't want to consider their own dying, their own death. Unfortunately, it's a fact of life that it's something that we all face and how we can actually put all of our affairs together to ensure that we're actually honouring our loved ones to make decisions on our behalf if we're not able to make decisions for ourselves, but also to consider how can we ensure that we are commemorated? How are the things that we actually have defined our life to be can be honoured and also can be effectively remembered by people as well? How did the idea for Living Legacy first come about? So I used to work abroad in the Caribbean for the telecoms business Digicel. And I was working in Haiti in 2008, well, end of 2007 to end of 2009 before the earthquakes. Haiti, as many people would know, is quite a volatile country. So we were always dealing with things like man-made disasters, natural disasters, political unrest. How could we ensure that we could still provide an effective telecoms service to the people of Haiti. So we needed to make sure we had the teams in place for business continuity, but also ensure that we were looking at the leadership and the longevity of the organisation for the long term. Having lived in unusual countries like Jamaica, Haiti, and then five years later in Papua New Guinea, I had been, I suppose, exposed as a foreigner in a different country to the different nuances, cultural issues, how we can actually support people, but also knowing that when you're going into these countries, you're going in on a short-term basis. I, in 2016, had an accident where I unfortunately fell and broke my back. And thankfully, while I wasn't paralysed, I was left with a lot of physical limitations at the time, still left with some now. But also, I, being there by myself, meant that I was effectively in charge of my logistics, how to actually be medevaced, how to get home. I did get great support from friends and family, but a lot of that with people that were remote. So when we go into jobs, when we go abroad, when we're going on holidays, quite often we're asked for next of kin. But when you actually look at the legalities, quite often next of kin have little to no legal protection to actually make decisions for us. And also they're coming at making these decisions from a place of grief. So we have to look at how can we best inform our loved ones of what our decisions would be if we were in an accident, if we had a health diagnosis, if something happened in older age, how can we ensure that we've thought about these things while we're healthy, well and able? So between all of these experiences of my own accident, doing succession planning for a corporate entity, it was something that when I moved back to Ireland, the more I was talking to people And again, we are a culture that don't like to think about things like death. And we always think, well, we'll deal with these things when everything else is sorted in our life. But the more that we can look at these things now, the better prepared we are. And then it allows us to make space for the look at the life yet to live and the business that we actually also want to create if we are in business for ourselves as well. Everything is increasingly digital nowadays. Mm. Things like our Facebook accounts, what happens to them when we die. That's a whole other perspective that maybe people 20, 30 years ago didn't have to consider. 
digital legacy is a huge thing that I think a lot of people are starting to consider. So you have the like of Facebook now that has a legacy page. If somebody dies, you have the option of converting that into a legacy page that people can still visit. A loved one that may have passed their Facebook profile, but you don't necessarily interact with the page itself. One of the key things within the work that I'm doing with individuals and with families is on the digital legacy side is actually really take stock of all the things that are connected to you. It could be your bills. You may pay all of your bills online. You may be signed up to mailing lists, subscriptions. Even when you're running your business, most of that is online now as well. And then going back to your own personal use of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, like if you think of all of the apps and all of the things that you sign up to in a moment, have you actually tracked all of those things that you're connected to? How have you accounted for them? And have you actually told anybody how they can access those accounts for you once you're gone? Because trying to get them shut down can actually be quite a distressing thing for people to deal with because they don't necessarily want to disconnect their loved one's accounts, but they also don't want people interacting with the accounts as if the person is still alive. But also even looking at things like bank accounts. Do you have, an, have you authorised somebody else that could have access to your account? So again, if you're looking at power of attorney, the thing with the power of attorney as well is that it's the enduring power of attorney. If you're not able to utilise your accounts, has somebody been appointed your power of attorney and only with the legal confirmation are they allowed to do that? What is the difference between something like Living Legacy and an organisation like yours and going in and creating a will, for example, what what will you get that you won't get the solicitor's office? So with the, I'm not a legal advisor, I'm not a financial advisor, I would probably be the step before you go to the lawyer, go to the financial planner. It's helping people get their head around what kind of decisions do they want to make? How do they also evaluate their life lived so far? What are the things that define their legacy? If they were to keel over and die tomorrow, what would their legacy be right now? How do we actually want to say, well, these are all the things that we've achieved. This is how much our life has been fulfilled. And then going into looking at end of life planning, it's helping people to look at, well, what are the things that are important to them? Who are the people that are important to them? And quite often, again, these are discussions that we don't often want to have. So when we're going into a solicitor, sometimes we can go in and go, oh, I'm actually not sure what I want. But yet even th looking at things like, all of the accumulation of assets or wealth. Quite often we all think that we don't actually have anything to pass on to others. So quite often there is that attitude of, well, I don't care what happens to me when I go. I don't care what happens to my belongings. But actually your family and your loved ones do. So quite often they may have special value or special, like um, I suppose, emotional connection to things that remind them of you. But there may be disputes in the family as to who thinks they should have it, especially when it comes to things like land, when it comes to assets. It could be even small things like art pieces or jewellery that people think, oh, well, I'd like that. But it was never communicated. And then somebody might take one thing. So it's even trying to get your head around all of these things before you actually start talking to the solicitor and get the will in place. How do we communicate to our loved ones how we want to be cared for if we're not able to care for ourselves? And then ultimately, when we're gone, what do we want to actually happen to our belongings? as well as even between all of that, what do we want to happen when we've died? All of these kind of important things, because again, as I said earlier, people that are making these decisions for us are doing so from a place of grief. And really the best thing that you can do is in terms of planning ahead is the act of love that you can actually give to your loved ones for when you're gone. That's Jennifer McConnell of the new organisation Living Legacy. You can find out more about that by Googling Chatting to Live 95, Sarah Coleman. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.